Welcome to Let Me Know How It Is, a pop culture podcast about TV, movies, comics, and all things geek. Tonight, we found out how Frank spent his recovery vacation. I'm Zach Slater. I'm Frank Melman. This is Tommy Smith-Arenes. And I'm Clifton. Frank, before we start, how you feeling? Good. Uh, as, as of this recording, this is the best I felt in about 10 or 11 days, so everything is good at the moment. Good. I feel pretty good. Good to hear. Good to hear. Give us some backstory. Sure. I had, I had, as, as you all know, but our listeners don't know, I had hernia surgery and was basically out of commission for, well, I'd say the first four or five days, I really couldn't do much of anything. And then after that, it was just a matter of uh, maintaining and, and trying to do more as time went on. And I've been basically, you know, haven't worked in about a week and a half, haven't done anything really normal. You know, I, I told, I told Tommy at one point I had to get some work done on my garage door and just the process of getting the car you know, using the clutch and all that was, was tricky. And, and, and I got done with that and it was just moving it from the, the garage to the driveway was, was, gave, you know, caused me some irritation and some pain. But other than that, I've been fine. But, but I did find that I had um, an inordinate amount of time where I was just sort of stuck. And I read some and I read some comics and I read some, some books. But at the same time, I watched a lot of, of things, <laughs> movies and, and TV that I hadn't had a chance to watch for quite some time. So that was basically the, 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 the genesis of this episode was <laughs> here's what I watched. And the, and, right. and the other thought that I had was when we were thinking about putting together the podcast in general, it was an opportunity to basically do what we did normally in our, in our, in our personal lives, which was like sit around a, a, a restaurant table and talk about things that we had read or watched. So this is kind of like, a, like, and the other thing is a lot of times, you know, I don't know if, if we've ever talked about this on the podcast, but, you know, when we're pre-gaming for the actual episode we're doing, we're not always talking about the episode itself. We're talking about other stuff that we've watched. Yeah. So it's kind of like a behind the curtain or behind the scenes episode where we would just do what we would normally do anyway. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, <laughs> that's it just how sounded I fun it. too. Like you, you came to us last week. You're like, I'm watching a lot of stuff. I, <laughs> I do like a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Finally cleared oh, off yeah. that watch list. Yes, yeah. that was what I did. My my DVR is much lighter in a lot of places because I was able to clear out a bunch of stuff. So that's a good um, feeling, though. It oh, is. Man, that's it a is. Feeling. It is, especially when you know other members of my family and household have like seventy eight episodes of Grey's Anatomy on my DVR that I can't get removed. So <laughs> there's that as well. So yeah, it's good to lighten up somewhere where you can. So they're gonna watch it eventually, or rewatch it. Sure, <laughs> you know, while they're folding laundry right. or whatever, you know. So. But that's all good. But yeah, that's 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 what this episode's about. Is basically I, I watched like a ton of stuff, and is all some. Of the thing about it is the other thing that that listeners don't know that I, that when I start we talk about what I watched, some of this stuff was recommended by you guys. You know that I just had to pile up on right. my DVR, or I said, "Oh, I'm going to watch that," and we can talk about it. And I never watched it until now. Okay, right. So that's 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 the other thing about this is like it's stuff that you guys said, like, "No, nope, you should watch it or check it out or check it out when you can." And now I can or did so. Here we are. Yeah, I think this sounds fun. So I'll, I'm just going to turn it over to you and, you know, we'll start wherever you want. Okay. Um, all right. So the first thing I watched was I had this on my DVR for, I don't know, uh, like for like the first time it was on, I think it was on HBO, I think, was I watched the, um, was it the 20, 2017? Is that the date? The David uh, Harbor Hellboy I watched. 2019, I think. 2019. Thank you, Clifton. Yeah. Yes, I watched the David Harbor uh, Hellboy because I, I'm a fan of Hellboy and, and Mike Mignola in that comic, and, and I like the Ron Perlman movies, and I like David Harbor, so I thought surely this Hellboy movie can't be all that bad. I mean, the reviews on the reviews on <laughs> well, the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes are, are was pretty awful. Like that, you know, that that comes up in the in the DVR you know description information boxes. What the the tom- the tomometer or whatever it's called, um, tomometer that is whatever. <laughs> Tomato, tomato, Mom, tomato, tomato. <laughs> yes, that 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 rating, and I'm like, it can't be 23 percent bad. I think is what the rate with the when it was when I watched it, it was the bad what the rating was, and I'm like, it can't be that bad. I mean, it's got him, and it's got um, Ian McShane plays uh, his dad, and then uh, Mila Jovovich is the is the villain. She's mm-hmm. like the uh, uh, Nimue, Namue, the, the right. witch, you know, that was around since the time of King Arthur and Merlin. I have to say, I did not find this movie anywhere near as bad as I heard it was. Yes, mm-hmm. I saw it. I saw it. Oh, too. you did. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, good. I saw good, it good. in the theater. Actually, it's at what on Rotten Tomatoes? 
I thought it was like 23%. My, it could be higher. Um, wow. Mm, <laughs> it looks <laughs> pretty low. I'm double checking right now. Okay. Clifton's yeah, looking pretty, at that. It's, That's it's low. It's pretty low. It's pretty it is. low. It is definitely. Let me put it, let me put it in perspective. Transformers Dark of the Moon is at 35. Well, there yeah, you go. It's 18% on <laughs> oh, the Wow. Tomato okay. meter. Uh, tomato meter. That's what tom- it's called. Tomometer. meter. Yeah. Um, Not me. Audience score is 48%, but I generally yeah. never put stock in audience scores. But yeah, no. that's probably closer at least. No, I've seen it too. I I I can't help but compare it to um one and two. And right. this one's all over the place as far it as what it establishes. And as much as I want it to be better, mm-hmm. it, it's not. Okay. And it <laughs> takes the spotlight off of Hellboy on numerous occasions. Uh-huh. So it's been a while since I've seen it. I don't mm-hmm. know Clifton has seen it, but in the movie theater, people tend to give things more leeway than you watch it at home. Like, mm. I've seen a lot of bad movies at the movie theaters, but I've never felt they were bad unless I walked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think I would have walked out. Yeah, I wouldn't have walked out of this one, but at home, it was like, uh, <laughs> I, I just kept groaning at the choices that they were making. <laughs> right. Especially especially at the end. How is he, though? Oh, he's he, great. That's the thing. He's I, great. I, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought yeah. he would be. He's great. He doesn't, des- I'm like, again, it's one of those things where I, he's, I mean, I like him so much from, from Stranger Things and other things, and I've seen him, and just like his, his like his media presence and his, his uh, the way he handles fan stuff, I think is awesome. And mm-hmm. so therefore, and again, being a fan of the character, I thought, well, surely this isn't that bad. And I didn't think that he was bad. He and, and Ian McShane were fine together. Um, I mean, the main yeah, thing about- Yeah, I forgot about Ian McShane. I love Ian McShane. Go ahead. Right. How could you not? <laughs> the, but the, the thing about it is, it is. I can understand. Like, I, one, I know it was review bombed, and that's why it's so low. That's the main. That's mm-hmm. one. People mm-hmm. were very pissed that they're not gonna. They did. They weren't gonna give uh, Perlman a third one, and they should. Right. Or Guillermo said, del Toro. A yeah, yes. I, I think that. I think they should. They're, those are some. Some. The, I enjoy those movies. However, they are kind of. <sighs> while Mignola is not because of his style, Gore doesn't come off as 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 demonstrated or or over the top as it does. Through right. his artwork, yeah. and I think it's more uh-huh. gothic than anything else. So therefore, that doesn't really translate off the page. Yeah, and I think in this instance, someone said, "Oh, but but clearly people's heads are being cut off and losing. You know, there's blood <laughs> yes. and gore in, in the you know people are yes. being ripped apart. Yeah, go yes. go watch. There's there's a BPRD issue that's not drawn by him. It's drawn by somebody else. But Mignola wrote. I believe pretty sure Mignola wrote it, and I think Guy Davis did the art. But again, it's the story of the Wendigo told through that world and that lens, and it's gory as hell. Mm. So it's one of those things where it's not like that stuff doesn't fit. I just think it's one of those things where people didn't like the idea of Perlman not getting one, a third one. Right. And the other thing mm. being, you know, you're a, you know, you're a, a soccer mom or, 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 or an absent dad doesn't pay attention to what your kid's saying. It's like, let's go see Hellboy because the other ones right. we liked and watched so much. Right. And mm. then you're, you know, there's F-bombs everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah they don't shy away that. from the gore. They do not shy away from the no, gore. No, it's gory as There's hell. There's a weird. Um, I've read a lot of Hellboy, but I've read a lot of Lobster Johnson, like mm-hmm. like the pulpy right. yes. character yes. Uh, from that world and everything. And and what I'll say is like, there's even to his gore. There's like there's an artistry and there's like there's yeah. um there's a beauty to it. Yeah, almost right. There's like a moodiness <laughs> that I don't uh-huh. think is easily captured on film i think right Mm -hmm. because i I, like i feel like gore can really only come off one way maybe two like kill bill (laughs) kill bill gore too comes off as a different way entirely but Mm -hmm. you know what i mean right yeah so yeah that was the thing was i think i think it's a lot of it was just like i said just the the negativity of of people that didn't get what they wanted and then two it was just i think a lot of people who expected to be and not that the not that the toro stuff is like tame it's right. just one of those things where it's it's definitely it's a much more wide. They're going for a much wider audience than yeah. this one. I mean, the first two are PG thirteen, right. and right. this one was not. No, this was. I would say this should be should have been a hard R. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was an R. It's not an R. No, this one. This one is an R. This one is an R. Thank and you. it earns yeah. that R. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, it does. Yes, for sure. it does. But um, yeah, that's what I and I enjoyed it. So I against one of the things where I I think it's unfair. I think it's unfair that that none of this is going to be. There's you know I'm sure if they take another shot at Hellboy, it'll be a brand new cast with a brand new story told. Right, they'll do a three yeah. boot. Right, I and mean, again the thing about some of the things I liked about this this version of Hellboy was there's stuff that's taken. I mean literally 
panel for panel, page for page, right mm-hmm. out of uh, of Mignola's stuff. Right, the Baba Yaga, the Baba Yaga house, Baba Yaga bit, the bit <laughs> yeah, with the, yeah. the bit with the, the 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 changeling and the and the baby and the horseshoe, which is a great yeah, a, a great yeah. short story. I think it's in the Wolves of Saint Augustine issue mm-hmm. or that storyline where Hellboy knows that a baby that's been taken is not the baby that's in the crib, and he he tests it by putting iron to it with a horseshoe. <laughs> so. <laughs> It's great, and it comes right out. It comes right out of Mignola's stuff. So I think it's like I said. It's it was. It's better than it is on on the thermometer, and <laughs> right. and it everyone all everyone involved Guillermo Toro, Doug Jones, <laughs> as well as David Harbour, Ron Perlman. Everyone should be able to make another movie in their various franchises, and I just don't think we'll get that. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, no, we won't. We won't. No, it's sad for David Harbour especially. Yeah, who who I think like I I hate when this happens when mm-hmm. when you get like somebody who's good in the role. And it's just like it. It just the, the movie doesn't land for whatever reason. But yeah. like, but you know, but so clearly, um, Henry Cavill's kind of like this with Superman for me. Where yeah. Like he so clearly could be good with better material. Of course, and yet it's just kind of like we're throwing throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Absolutely, he he would be so perfect. He's got like I was thinking about it because I, I watched a, a Star Wars Visions recently that David Harbor. I was surprised like did the voice of in, okay. in the English version, and I was like. And it just articulated to me how his voice kind of carries like a, a wider array of what he can play than mm-hmm. what he looks like. I True. think. Yeah. And I think that that's some, something so interesting about him, like as Hellboy. I was mm-hmm. just like, man, the vo- like the voice carries so much for him, I think. Yeah. And one of, I mean, one of yeah. the things that I liked about this a lot was it, it's it's. You get the idea. The sense of the movie is it jumps around in time, so you get the idea that he's not. You know, it's not like his first. He's not like just. He's not um, teen Hellboy or whatever. But he's still. He's got a lot of dad issues because of the things with the McShane, and he plays like there's a lot of like Hellboy is is not like an a hole, but there's definitely a dickish side to Hellboy in the books, and I think mm-hmm. that David Harbour captures that really well in the, in the his performance. I think it's it's a mix of you know uh, I'm uh, crap. I'm supposed to be <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Usher in the apocalypse, but at the same time, you know, I, I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not a monster, which is kind of, you know, ironic, but that's how it's played. And it, it, he plays it right. really well. It's again, it's a shame he won't get another one. Yeah, it also, it also starred, uh, Sasha Lane is the actress in it plays the younger woman that's with him oh, yeah. in this one. And, and she was good too. I liked her. We later saw her in uh, Loki. She was Hunter C20. Ah, okay. Who's the younger agent that starts to remember her past. Ah, very good. I did not realize that. But yes, I, enjoy, I again, I enjoyed that one. All right, next grade. one. Give us a grade. Uh, a grade, I give it. A, I'd give it a solid B minus. Okay. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Pretty darn high praise. My thoughts were very similar to to Frank's, where I was like, I mean, it's it definitely did not deserve the heat it got. There were things I didn't think worked in it, but then there's a lot of things I thought did work, and like it was some of the most. Mike Mignola stuff we've ever seen on screen. So no, yeah. that's true. I give you that. All right, so let's move on. I'll go move on the next one. Uh, next one, next thing that I watched was I watched. Uh, I, I was behind on some Quentin Tarantino, so I watched Hateful Eight. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, for being mm-hmm. a, a a kind of a a locked room mystery type thing. Mm-hmm. Which um, version mm-hmm. did you watch? The longer one or the theatrical? <sighs> I didn't see, I saw the theatrical. I didn't realize the longer one was available until after I'd watched it and I was well into my week and I'm like, oh, I'm not going, I'm not, dug, I'm not circling back. Not right now. <laughs> okay. It's too late. Yep. Too late. So yeah, I enjoyed it. Performances I thought were strong, you know, um, mm. you know, you, 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 you had me when you, when you told me there was, when I realized Walton Goggins was in it and had a much bigger role than I realized in other stuff that he had been in, I think for Quentin. So, <laughs> yes. um, yeah, I mean, overall, if you're not familiar with it, it's basically, um uh what's his name? I can't think of the main actor's name. I haven't seen this one, but this is what I, I do want to see. From Gardens of the is Galaxy Kurt Russell? Too. Yes, Kurt thank Russell. you. God, <laughs> yeah, Kurt I Russell. said it all night with that one. Kurt yeah. Russell is 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 basically bringing the bounty on Jennifer Jason Lee. Um they run into Sam Jackson and then they run into to Walton Goggins and then basically they're basically in this cabin in this in this in this building for the basically the rest of the movie. And it's basically an idea of they start to realize that someone on in this cabin um, is going to work, basically trying to work with her to get her free. Um, mm-hmm. There's a $10,000 bounty on her. So there's also that aspect of 
not only do I have to worry about the fact that someone might be working with her, I have to worry about the fact that someone's going to kill me for $10,000 for her. So there's that aspect of it. It's good. It's a good movie. I mean, there's a lot mm-hmm. going on. Um, it's, it's set right around or right after the Civil War. So there's a lot of, of course, racial tension in it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and there's also a lot of stuff of, and I don't say that as there wouldn't be, I'm just saying along the lines of, so it gives Quentin a chance to really go whole hog with the N word. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen it, just be, just he be aware. Not, not that he doesn't anyway, but, right. um, yeah, yeah I th- all in all, I liked it. I thought it was good. I don't think it's his best work, but I thought it was, you know, I thought it was enjoyable for, for what it is. You know, it's bloody thought, as hell. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, say, I thought it to me when I have to watch that, I thought it went on too long. It is a little long. It is. And then I can see that. And then there's his attempts at making people hateful. Like the way he made Samuel Jackson's character hateful is like, uh, yeah, that was, uh, a bit, that, <laughs> that was a bit much. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I understand why yeah. you might take it to the nth degree with some of that stuff, but at the same time, you know, it almost, it, I think it had worked better as a story as opposed to the visual of him actually out there. I agree. Cause again, it's one of those things mm. where if he had just told the story <laughs> and, and left it to the, the, the audience to decide whether he was telling the truth or not, or just messing with Bruce Dern, that would have worked better. So, mm. yeah. 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 So that, so, I mean, again, it was, it was not a bad one. It's not his best work, but I, I enjoyed it. It was, you know, for, for being a movie about what it's about. And then, you know, there's when the twist and all that stuff starts to come in, it, 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 it really gets going, but all in all, I enjoyed it, but I would not, I don't think I'd ever watch it again. Mm. So anyone else seen it? Yeah. Like I said, this is the one of his that, that I'm interested in seeing. And, and yet, uh, uh, paradoxically, simultaneously, also the movie I forget he's made, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean. But you know, one of the things that kind of gets me about this one, I remember when like trailers and stuff came out, were like Tarantino movies, um, like visually don't don't like they're they're not arresting to me outside mm-hmm. of like Kill Bill Volume One, mm-hmm. right? You know, and I, and I actually thought like this is the first time I saw a movie trailer of his where I'm like, oh, wow, the visuals are kind of like like hooking me for this. Right. Yeah. In the way that like that a, a Del Toro kind of does or, or um, you know, I thought about this when I when I watched French Dispatch recently, mm-hmm. uh, whereas like like Wes Anderson, the, the few Wes Anderson movies I've seen are like they're like eye candy. Yeah, they really are just like with like all the colors and stuff like there's so much stuff like happening to like to to, to lure you in um, and and Tarantino stuff seems, you know, obviously very calculated and very competent and very, very, you know, uh, intentional, everything that he's doing. But like there's just it's it's all very, very grounded that it, it also just kind of looks like wherever. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, I think the other thing about this one that I was kind of like, yeah, it was it was good. It wasn't great. It was all right. It was just the fact that it's from the beginning. You know, you're just. I think a lot of my watching it was you're just waiting for the, the to the reveal of who's the one, mm-hmm. you know, of who's the one that's basically gonna work to get her free. You know, there's a lot of just that's the tension, and again, it's kind of like okay, and there's other stories around it, and I don't know if the, it just was the other stories weren't, you know, wasn't all that compelling, or like Tommy said, it was kind mm-hmm. of like you know, some of it was just you know. Like you said, no, no pun intended. It was just hateful to be hateful. Yeah, mm-hmm. it came, it came across as his best impression as doing a M Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. And it, it didn't feel like a Tarantino movie, in yeah. which, I mean, he relied on the dialogue, but the dialogue felt, I don't know, it just didn't feel like something that he would have done except for certain parts of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree with you. It's the least memorable, mm-hmm. or one of the least memorable things he's done in the past recent years. Hmm. Yeah, gets compared to the thing a lot, too. Yeah, I could, I could see. I mean, it's obvious with Kurt Russell why that would be, but it's also mm-hmm. one of those. I mean, again, it's, 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 you know, it's pretty gory in parts, you know, yes. right? And it has yes. snow. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's one of those things where, like, where I forget if it's just like the audience members just sort of like latching onto it because of Kurt Russell, or mm. if there was like an actual attempt on his part to sort of like ape a little bit of like, like things that the thing did and there. Cause I mean, like those are, those are all like bottle movies too. Yeah. Um, you know, in essence, mm-hmm. um, you know, they go outside from time to time, but essentially it's all like in one spot. Right. You know, exactly. Yep. So that was the second one. Real quick. what do you think of the guitar scene? 
Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think now. I say that because the, the, there's a little story about how the prop people messed up oh. the prop. Oh, yeah, I'd heard that. Yeah, go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Okay, if I'm not mistaken, please correct me at any point because I just know the final points of the story. I don't know the details. But to make a long story short, for this particular movie, uh, he employed or at least rented out a famous guitar, a real antique. Uh, but it was for a scene in which uh, I believe, um, what's the main character again? Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell was supposed to take the guitar and smash it. Right. This uh, great this great guitar. Well, unfortunately, when the scene came up, no one swapped yeah, the fake guitar for the real guitar. <laughs> uh-huh. So Kurt Russell smashes, what, a $2 million guitar? Something like that. In that scene? Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's like, wow. It, and you know, he's like, Jesus, I didn't know Quentin. You know, yeah. like, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Which is almost, guys, if, in fact, that's probably the most memorable thing out of it is that yeah. this is the movie <laughs> that destroyed a priceless antique yep. that would never be brought back ever. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I found that to be just like, really, somebody really messed up on that. All right. Do you want me to grade that one too or no? Yeah, let's grade okay. it. I would give it a solid C plus. <laughs> it's mm. I liked Hellboy better than that, but I, I thought it was C C plus. It wasn't it's not <laughs> terrible. It's just not it just again, it, it didn't it's I, I was not I didn't enjoy as much as I have some other Quentin uh, Quentin's other stuff. So the immortal words of George Costanza, right? Not showing off, not falling <laughs> behind. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. All right. Next one I watched was the Many Saints of Newark. The the what was touted as the uh the secret Sopranos. origin of, of of Tony Soprano. Uh huh. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um. I had watched like the first couple of seasons of Sopranos when I first moved out of my parents' house. I, I lived in a house full of like dudes, and that was like the Sunday ritual was we we'd we'd hang out during the day and watch football, and then at the end of the day we would gather around and eat pizza family style and watch the Sopranos that night. Um. And that was that was it for like the first two or th- two like first two seasons, and then I moved to a place where I didn't have HBO, and then I just heard stuff, and then I heard about the the controversy with the finale. So I didn't really follow it all the way to the end, but I was curious to see, you know what they were going to do with this, um, this prequel overall. It's not a bad movie. I enjoyed it. Um, it didn't really, I don't, I think it, it plays far too much with the idea of um, it's a, it's an early Tony Soprano movie cause he's in it, but so are like mm. other characters from Sopranos. Right. Has anyone else seen it? No, I haven't seen no, it. I just heard I about it. I have not either. This is okay, just you. So, okay, well, yeah. I won't spoil anything because it's it's. I I like the movie, and there are characters that are in it that I'm like, oh, I'm curious. And it was also one of those things of like I couldn't remember if some who like unless they were main cast characters, I couldn't remember whether or not they were in other parts of Sopranos, and I just couldn't remember. Mm. But the story they tell is basically about Tony's quote unquote uncle, like he's the main character, and then there are other characters around him, and then like like um um. James Gandolfini's son plays young Tony Soprano, mm. you know, like yeah. his high school age. Um, and then you have like, uh, what's his name from Ant-Man? The Yellow Jacket. Corey Stoll. Yeah. Plays um, Junior Soprano. Uncle June. <laughs> he played uh-huh. Junior? Yeah. <laughs> huh. John yeah, Bernthal's in it too, right? Yeah. And John Bernthal plays Tony Soprano's dad. And he, everybody, like, the performances okay. are great. Like, across the board, it lo- like, the look of it's good, the time it takes place, and all this stuff that goes, you know, and the story is good. Um, performances are fine. Um, uh, what's her name? I only know her from Godzilla, <laughs> from one of the Godzilla movies, where yeah. she plays Millie Bobby Brown's mother, Vera Farmiga. Yeah. She yeah. plays, she plays uh-huh. um, Livia Soprano, Tony's mom. And I think it's interesting because in certain scenes, she's like nails the voice and everything for Livia Soprano. But at the same time, while looking like Carmen Soprano, <laughs> like Carm, yeah, which I think is brilliant. Like, like yeah. that's one of the best things about this movie is like, like all the scenes with her are like that moment of like, oh, there's no reason. This is the absolute reason why he chooses the woman that like he marries um, mm. as opposed to like his Gumar or whatever his, his mistress is. So it makes perfect sense. So, yeah, I mean, all in all, it's, it's fine. It's a good it was a pretty, you know, it was a fun gangster movie. You know, it's it's got a lot mm. of gangster tropes in it. You know, you know, all the it fell off a truck and he's a friend of ours and you know, all that kind of stuff. Oh, and then Ray Liotta's in it too. That's the other thing. <laughs> of course. Oh, nice. Ray Liotta's <laughs> the Ray Liotta's the dad of the the main character in this movie. And I can't remember that actor's name, but he was really good too. Um, give me one sec, I'll find it. 
but Leslie Odom Jr.'s in it. He plays. He, I like his character. He's a guy that basically works for um, for Dickie Maltesano, who is basically Tony's quote unquote uncle. You know, it's like within the family uncle. I played by Alessandro Nivola, and that guy was really mm-hmm. good. He was okay. really good in it. So I would give it a B. He was in Face Off. Was he really? Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure he was in Face Off. Wasn't he? Wasn't he Castor? Wasn't he Pollux? One of the like the brother. Could be. I'm pretty sure he was. It's been so while since I've seen that movie. Mm. Nicholas so. Cage's brother. Alex yeah. was the brother, though. I do remember that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. With the glasses? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So it's good. It's just not, you know, good, not great. But yeah, he was good. He's the, he's the main guy in it, but he's good. And like I said, it's, it's, a, it's a fine. And again, it's one of those things where I think it's, it's kind of misleading that they make you think that it's his, his origin story where it's like, it is, but it's not. Like, it's kind of like, yeah. But it's not like he's the main character of the movie. He's sort of like an incidental character in someone else's story. Mm. So, how was Leslie Odom Jr.? He's great. He was great. I liked his character fine. He was basically the guy that, like I said, was working for um, uh, for 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 Dickie Moltisanti, and then decides to um, his name is uh, Harold McBrayer in the movie, and his character's name is, and then he basically decides he wants to break out on his own, and it's like that. That was the thing about it. again. I was like, okay, I get it. But it's it's it was it was uh, the question I keep coming back to is like, does this play in the Sopranos? Does it not play in the Sopranos? I just can't remember. So, how's Gandolfini's son? He was fine. Like he was good. He did the stuff okay. he did. You know, um, I'm sure it was weird for him to do that role because of you know how big a role it was for his dad and everything. But he was good. I enjoyed it. Sure. I remember so. watching the trailer. I was like, man, who's this kid that they found that looked just like him? <laughs> right. And then and then I saw the name. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. All right, moving on. Give it a grade. I gave it a B. I gave it a B. 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 Okay. B. Solid B. Um, all right, next one I watched was, I watched Django Unchained because I had not seen Django Unchained. I had not seen that. It was another Quentin Tarantino movie I saw. Catching up on Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was one of the things I was like, like, all right, well, let me see if this one, it's another, you know, Quentin Western. Let me see if this one's a little better. And it was. I thought it was a much better story. Um, it's, you know, I enjoyed, uh, I'm not normally a, a, a big Jamie Foxx guy, but I thought he was really great in this. Mm. I thought he was really good in this. Also had Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. <laughs> yes, Steve. In a different mm-hmm. role. In a very different role. That was that was one of those. I was like, whoa, okay. I mean, I I think I'd heard about that role, you know, and basically him playing it, but I'd not seen yeah. it. Um, I finally got to see where the meme comes from for Leonardo DiCaprio's character. Oh yeah, because <laughs> I see that that meme is everywhere, like all the, the smug time. Laugh, yeah. Yes, yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's the, I think the hardest has everyone seen it. I have. Yeah. I have not. No, and I I would never will. I'm good. You okay. talking as much about okay. it as you want to. <laughs> All right. So there's a part where they they're um, oh, and that was a question I did have for for those who've seen. Well, I don't know if I say because I don't want to. No, I can't say that. I can't ask that question because it'll ruin something from something that uh, that Zach has not watched yet. <laughs> but I can ask it of of Clifton and Tommy at another time. Um, just about someone who's in there. And anyway, long story short, there's a there's a scene where there's they're they're putting together. You know, it's a, it's supposed to be an analogous to the clan, the, the Ku Klux Klan. And one point, like they're they're trying to, they can't see it. They're they're inept and they can't see out of their hoods. And one of them whips off the pillowcase, and it's Jonah Hill. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Which was unexpected. Like I was like, what is? Why is he here? So, <laughs> you know, they don't ever explain it about what his deal is or why he's there. But um, yeah, he's there. He's you know, and then you know they 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 dispatch the, these clansmen in a, in, a, in a rather clever way. So. But yeah, I, I liked it. Christoph Waltz is great. Um, I know that they've done a semi sequel in the comics with um, Zorro and Django, but I have oh. never read it yet. <laughs> I've never read that one either. I forgot it was a. I forgot it was a thing. But it's a collaboration, I think, with Quentin Tarantino, and I want to say, um, it's a fairly big name. He didn't do the art though for it, because in the oh, it's Matt Wagner. Matt Wagner and Quentin Tarantino wrote it together. Okay. And then there was talk of them making a sequel with Zorro, but I don't know. I've not heard anything more about it. Yeah. Um Yeah, overall I enjoyed it. I mean, it's it's a good revenge flick. You know, it's a good, you know, um lot of lot of, you know, basically stuff that basically you you think it's going to go one way and then it goes another way. Um but all in all I liked it. Again, I thought it was better than Hateful 8. I enjoyed it more than that. 
and again, it might have just been character and performances because a lot of, I mean, Hateful Eight, I think everyone in it's pretty horrible for the most part. <laughs> mm. Whereas this, this is this, it's easy to root for Christoph Waltz and and, and Jamie Foxx. Right. Right. So I think that's, that might've been why I enjoyed it more. And then definitely there's like, definitely like a million scenes of people getting their comeuppance all over the yeah. place in it. So anyone else have any thoughts? Anyone else? That was, it? that was his first Clifton back, back me up on this or help me out on that. That was his first movie he did without his longtime uh, cinematographer, right? Editor, editor, editor. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Got it backwards. All right, because I remember you telling me something about it. Yeah, up through most of his career. Yeah, up through most of his career and through um, Inglorious Bastards, he had the same editor who passed. Mm. And so, yeah, I mean, it was a transitional one for him, I think, to because a lot of his stuff does rely on on the the magic of editing. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I remember you telling me you were like, it shows. Like, yeah, it shows he's with somebody new. Yeah, <laughs> the tension's just a little different. Mm. So yeah, I would watch that one again. I enjoyed that. One. I would give okay. it a B. Pl- I would give that one a B plus. B plus. Yeah. Okay. B plus. Highest that's rated funny. so far. Highest grade so far. Yeah. Well, that's the one he got an Oscar for. Yeah. Christoph Waltz. Yeah, Christoph mm-hmm. Waltz got it for supporting role, and Tarantino got it for original screenplay and best writing. Uh Well, again, it's I. You know, it's. It's again like a lot of this stuff. It's it's parts of it are really difficult to watch for sure. Um, uh-huh. You know, again, Quentin is a big fan. I mean, I was one. Of, it's almost one of those. You know, you wonder if he if he gets paid for using certain words over and over again. Like I understand it's a stylistic <laughs> choice, but I also think he likes just being able to use the word. So over and over and over and over, and over, and over again. again. Yes. Yes. All right. Um. Next one I watched, this was one I had teased last week when I told everyone that I had watched, um, when we were taping for another episode, I told everyone I had watched a movie from 1982 that I had never seen before. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that was the uh, Dustin Hoffman, Jessica Lane movie, Tootsie. <laughs> wow. Was, You've never seen Tootsie? I'd never, I'd only seen parts of it. I, like It was one of things okay. where I'd never seen it all the way through. So I was kind of like, all right, I was I'm like, I, you know, I've heard good things about it all my life. I'm like, I'll go ahead and check it out. And I thought it was delightful. I love it. <laughs> right. Yeah, it is delightful. It was so good. Like I was, it holds. It, it holds up. It's not. It's not like there's moments of it. I'm like, well, this doesn't work now. I'm like, no, it works perfectly now. So yeah. Dustin, Dustin Hoffman's great. Jessica Lange's in it. It's very. I mean, there are there there are scenes that are very funny. There are scenes that are um that are incredibly touching. Like that, I think that are like you know between when he's you know he's obviously made this choice. If you're not familiar with the movie, Dustin Hoffman's an actor. And the other thing about it, I'm getting ahead of myself, but there's a part where you know, his, his, his um, agent tells him, no one will work with you. You're really difficult. And, there, and at one point, Dustin Hoffman really had a, um, a reputation for being difficult because he was method, right? You know, he was very method right. in the roles that he took. So it's one of those things where I, I think it was a very early meta commentary on Dustin Hoffman. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. <laughs> Just the fact that he's the you know being told, look, no one on this coast or the other coast want to work with you because of the fact that you're this difficult, you know. And there's there's a montage in the beginning of it that basically when they're rolling the credits at the beginning that basically lets you know that that, that he's you know he's really difficult to work with and that that's the reason why he's in this position where he decides that he wants to play this role that um his friend quote unquote Terry Gar tries out for and she's told she's not womanly enough so he decides to to put on makeup and play a woman you know in this mm-hmm. movie uh dorothy michaels is is the, the persona that he takes on and he ends up getting the role and then you know he becomes this overnight sensation of it's a build up to the fact that he's this big star on this 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 soap opera um but yeah i loved it i thought it was really great bill murray's in it bill murray's like the bill murray's yeah. like the side the side the side friend character which is all you know which was weird but it still works he's his playwright friend that he lives with his roommate but yeah jessica lang terry gar dabney coleman charles durning's in it and he's really sweet in it um but yeah sydney pollack directed it and he plays his agent right and he's great i saw like the first 15 minutes of it like really recently honestly mm-hmm. like last month like when tcm was doing the 31 days of oscar mm-hmm. um i was at my parents house uh helping out with 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 my mom and my brother and i had tcm on and i watched like i, I remember like staying a little longer just to kind of like because because it like it it sank its claws into me pretty quick yeah um 
in you a know, good way for, for in, in a very good way. I thought for a movie that, that you know, is, is very, very conversational mm-hmm. up front and everything yeah. and not, and not, not done in the way that movies are today. where like something no. blows up in the first few minutes. No. And, and also like and what struck me too watching is I'm like, I don't know that I've seen a character on screen who had like more of a, a, a confidence and self-assured like, like outlook on themselves and their ability than mm-hmm. Dustin Hoffman's character in that yeah. movie. Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, he starts, I mean, they show early on that he's, he's an actor that can't get work, but he's a teacher, which I thought was a very interesting character bit that they get right out the beginning that mm. tells you a whole lot about the guy. He's like, no one wants to work with him. He's a good actor, but he has to teach people as opposed to, and not that there's anything wrong with teaching. Um, right. But just the idea that for his character is very like, no, he's, he's good at this, but he just, you know, people can't like deal with him personally. And that, you know, you see a lot of, like a lot of character growth throughout the movie. And yeah, and I agree with you. It is very, a, a very conversational piece. Like there's a lot of just scenes of just p- two people talking, which is great. There's nothing wrong right. with that, but that's not how yeah. movies are made today at all. No. You know, you don't no, get a lot of not that. At all. But yeah, loved it. I thought it was great. Um, I think the only thing about it was I felt bad. I, I, I you know, I did not, I did not enjoy the, the, the treatment of Terry Gar by <laughs> Justin Hoffman's character. But mm-hmm. other than that, because I mean, I love Terry Gar, so you know, or the late Terry Gar. Um, but yeah, I, I, I overall great movie, terrific movie. I was amazed. At, like I'm like I, I can't believe I've never seen this before. This was great. So, <laughs> and I would give Tootsie an A. It get an A for sure. Like a. I, I'd watch okay. it. it. It's Fair one enough. of those now. I'm like, oh, it's on. I'm gonna watch it. Because it's got so okay. it's very funny, it's very touching, it's awesome. Loved it. All right. So this one was not on the list of the ones that I gave the fellas. So this is one that Tommy had asked me to watch, and this was Wrath of Man. <laughs> okay. He did keep bringing that one up. I remember. Yes, yeah, it is a Guy Ritchie movie. <laughs> this this one comes up a lot off mic, <laughs> listeners. Yeah. Like a lot <laughs> from Tommy because none of the rest of us have yeah. ever seen it until yeah. now. Tommy, did you Tommy, did you hear what I said? I said Wrath of Man. I watched it. What'd you think? Well, first I was mad because I thought you made me watch a uh, 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 Jason Statham movie. <laughs> I did, I didn't. I you did, didn't, you didn't. didn't. It's yes. good. It's a good movie. I enjoyed it. it. It made me feel like it was definitely it's like a throwback. Yes, uh, definitely it's is not, a throwback. Um, yeah, basically, the long, long story short of it is that Jason Statham is a guy that starts working for a security firm, but you find out there's much more to his story and to why he's there. Um, mm. But yeah, it's it's a good Guy Ritchie movie. It doesn't have a lot of the same Guy Ritchie um, tropes, or I didn't. No, think. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it that's, does that's, not have. That's the same thing about it. Tropes. So it's very it's very outside the box for both of them. I would say. I uh, like halfway both. through, did you feel the 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 when it deepens the role? What do you think? Like when they like when they make it a more when they show the other mm-hmm. people involved, right? To me, that's when I really got into it. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. Because once they tell you, once they give you the, the, the full background, I mean, to me, it made me feel like, I'll put it this way. It's a throwback movie that if I close my eyes and I just listen to it, you, it, it was, and I don't mean from like an impression sense of it. If you told me that Charles Bronson was the one in the main role. It'll work. It worked. Yeah, <laughs> it totally would have work. worked. It was it a Charles Bronson movie. Yeah. That's what that was oh, for big me. big time. Yeah. Yeah. That was my yeah. thing. But no, I enjoyed it. It was fine. Like I said, in the first 10 minutes, I was like, damn, Tommy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I agree. I agree. I totally agree. See, have you watched Crank too? Right. No, no, like, right. But no, but Clifton, that's exactly what you get when you first get it. So I, I, I yeah, if I, but I, I guess I was on your shoulder. It's like just give it a minute. Yeah, I know. Just give I was it like, a all right, yeah. I watch it. I watch it. For, give it a couple more minutes. I'm like, because I definitely had that moment of like, Tommy knows me better than this. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I uh, all in all, I don't want to spoil it for you. If you're gonna, if you're looking for a good you know, a good uh, throwback movie, something you can just, you know, enjoy with not too much thinking, but there is some, there is some thought that needs to go into it. Uh, yeah. I would recommend Wrath of Man. I would give that a B plus. See? Okay. Yeah. Good yeah. movie. Good, solid movie. Even though Jason Statham's in it. All right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's probably the most in-depth thing he's done as far as I can, can, can tell, you know? Yeah. He'd be yeah. a good cable. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. No, yeah, he could definitely make a good cable. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, moving on. I watched, next thing I watched was, uh, oh, real quick, sidebar. I tried to, I, I set my DVR to record The Omen. I was going to watch The Omen, the 1976 <laughs> movie. The original, right, the classic. Right, right. Yeah. So, because the thing about it is the synopsis on, the info on it for HBO said it was from 1976 with, with Gregory Peck, and it talks about, obviously, they, they, they have a kid, and then they realize, oh, it's the son of Satan. 
I'm like, I'm, a, I'm on board. I, if I don't have much horror on my list, I'll watch a horror movie. I'll watch this classic, quote unquote. I go to watch it, and it's like the 2007 Liev Schreiber yeah. reboot, yeah. Yeah. Okay. even though it has the info from, from, from yeah. the one from the 70s. And I was right. like, nope, nope, and just deleted it and didn't watch it. No offense to that. I'm sure maybe it's a great movie. I don't know, but I was looking for the classic, so I did not watch that. I was waiting. Like, I. I thought it was going to be like, I had the wrong channel. And so I recorded three hours of chopped. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Didn't that one come out in 2006? Like, I remember the only like interesting thing about it was, I think they tried to make it come out on June 6th, 2006. So it'd be um, 666. Possibly. But I can't remember for sure. I can't, I can't either. But, the, but I, what it was when I was watching the credits before I saw Leah Schreiber's name, there was a thing of like, the, there was like a spiral with a 666. And I was like, wow, that's really obvious for 70s movie and i went oh damn it it's from it's not that one at all so i was like nope not doing this i had a similar situation where i try to watch they had the i've never seen the 70s kong the one where he's on the world trade center oh, buildings yeah, yeah the one but i went to watch that and it was not the one from the 70s with charles Grodin and jessica lang it was the one from like the like early 2000s with jack black and adrian brody mm-hmm. right the peter jackson one Right. So, and I've seen that one. So yeah. HBO does that a lot where they tell you, oh, it's this, it's this version of the movie when really it's not. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Knock that off, HBO. I did confirm it did come out June 6, 2006. Right. So, well, that's, that's the only that's thing I remembered smart. about that movie. All right. Moving right along. The next thing I watched was The Harder They Fall on, uh, on, on Netflix. Um, I was not aware of the going into this that Boaz Yakin was involved. Which, when I saw his yes. name in the credits, I was like, that's awesome. He's great. Um, if you're unfamiliar with his work, uh, he did a movie called Fresh, which is phenomenal. Um, great movie. Great movie. Definitely. Should, if you haven't seen Fresh by Boaz Jenkins, by all means, you know, when, we're, when you're done listening to the podcast, go check that movie out. That movie's great. Um, uh, but this has got Idris Elba. It's got um, Zazy Beats. It's got, help me out here, Tommy. Who else is in this one? Jonathan Majors. Wait, right? Jonathan, Jonathan Majors, Aegis yeah. Alba, mm-hmm. Regina King, Lakeith no, Regina King, yeah. Yes, RJ Sandler. Yes. Um, you don't know Danielle Deadweiler, but you've seen her. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All okay. those, the great, a lot of great actors, a lot of good performances. Um, I like the way it was shot. It has a really funny joke when they go to another town that made me laugh out loud really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah that, yeah. that joke. I was like, why is the whole town? Oh, that's why the whole town. Okay. I got it. Yeah. I laughed at that one. Um, I won't spoil it for you. haven't seen it. Um, but basically it, it starts off with, with a family scene of of um jonathan major's family basically being um having a situation with idris elba and then it's, it's a revenge thing of he's looking for him years later um two rival gangs all the other thing is all the characters in it are actual historical characters from the old west just not necessarily in the same they were didn't interact this way the story's made up um but people like he played like uh jonathan majors plays nat love mm-hmm. um Stagecoach Mary, Zazy Beats, um, uh, what's his name? Cherko, Cherky Bill, Cherky Bill is Lakeith Stanfield. But yeah, uh, performances are great. Um, I liked it. It had a, the only thing about it. There were some situations where characters made decisions that just didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> yes. Like just the dumbest decisions possible. You know, I mean, if, again, it's one of the things. Where maybe it's just the fact that I'd seen a like this is my third western. I didn't realize I was going to have this many Westerns on my list. Right. But it was my third in like, in like a week, less than a week. And I was like, okay, well, this is the dumbest way to try to take on a town is the way they're doing it. You know? Mm. So there was that for me that I'm like, you know, and there was a lot of what I found in Westerns was getting on my nerves was like this thing that I basically called shoot the person in front of you. Like, don't give me your mm. resume. Don't talk about how fast you are. Shoot the person in front of you. You have a, go- you have a six shooter, you know, empty it instead of talking about how great you are. And there's a lot of that in this movie where I'm like, no, if you just shot the person, you, this would have been a totally different movie, but it didn't happen. So, mm-hmm. and again, I don't want to ruin it. I liked it. I didn't love it. Um, has anyone else besides Tommy seen it? Tommy, you've seen it, right? Oh, definitely. I was okay. waiting for it to come out. No, I haven't seen it. Okay. That's when I talked about a long time ago that I was waiting for its debut when it finally hit. I was like, yeah. okay, solid, but I've only seen it once. I've known people that watch like four times because they like mm. certain people's performances. Oh, performances um, are great. Yeah. Yeah. But all in all, it's a Western and I'm not a huge Western person. Right. Mm. So I thought it looks good though. It is. It's good. Like, it's, worth, it's worth checking out. I, I wouldn't, I would definitely say it's worth checking. I would give it a B minus just cause like I said, story wise, again, when I saw Boaz's name, I was like, Oh, this should be great. And again, he's writing it with the guy that directed it. 
So I don't know who decided some of the choices for characters, but characters make some of the dumbest decisions I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, they um, do. Yeah, so, and it's not based on like, this person's stupid. It's just kind of like, no, why would you do what you just did? It makes no sense. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, B minus, give it a B minus. It's solid. It's worth checking out. All right. Next, I watched Promising Young Woman with Carrie Mulligan. Yes. Okay. Um, that one is, is, I don't know if you're, if, if you're aware of the premise, basically she goes, it starts off, she's going out at night. Um, Exhibiting some reckless, some uh, reckless behavior, like basically getting drunk, and then you find out that she's she's doing this thing to lure men to let them know, hey, it's not cool to basically take advantage of women. But there's a much bigger mm-hmm. story behind why she's doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, you know, and then it sort of becomes a different movie <laughs> for part of it, right? right. <laughs> and then, um, and then, it, and then, and then it, it's it's you know, it basically has it, it comes to its conclusion. I don't want to spoil any of it because I really like the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, did you really? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh no, no. Again, only I reason like, I said because of the ending, people thought it was too realistic. Oh no, no. The yeah. ending. Like, well, here's the thing. I going into it, I, I had not seen it, and then you know, I did one of those things where I'm like, someone was talking about it, and the person didn't do a spoiler, and then spoiled the ending of it without saying what happens exactly, but just what happens, and mm-hmm. you know, with the ending. Um. So I had that moment of like, okay, I know to lean into this. But no, I did not expect it to be as real as it was. Yeah, that's what that's what the complaint was. But at the same time, what I think is important for the movie and why the movie is important is because, yes, it's very real what happens. At the same time, the moment right after it in, in the time of the movie and sequentially in the movie is uh-huh. the more important of the real moment. And okay, if you've yeah, seen it, oh, mm-hmm. okay. yeah, yeah, you've seen it, you know what I mean. Okay. Wouldn't you agree, Clifton? Yeah. Yeah, because it illustrates it, it. It illustrates exactly what the whole point of the movie is, right? Mm-hmm. That that's how that when that sort of thing happens, that's exactly how it's handled, right? Right. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, I'm saying I'm not saying universally. I'm just saying in that situation when you're dealing with people like that, right? This one did win uh, Academy Award for Best Screenplay for yeah, the writer director Emerald Fennell. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The story's great. Performance is really good. Um, I did not know that Alison Brie was in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There were yeah. a lot of surprise appearances in this one. Uh, just people popping up that you're like, oh, yeah, I know that person. And, right. and one thing I will say, because you, you mentioned like that she's early on, you know, trying to teach men lessons. Right. And a lot of these men are familiar. You will have seen them in other stuff before. And what I found interesting in the casting is that like the the men that they chose that Emerald Fennell chose for these roles are actors who play nice guys. Like mm-hmm. they're not the the actors who play the the sleazy people. They're the actors yeah. that you see like, oh, like I love that guy in this thing. Yeah. And then here mm. you don't. And that's the point is that <laughs> right. it, it can be right. these guys. Yeah. 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 That was, yeah, I agree with you there. Cause it's a lot of like, a lot of guys that are basically shorthand for sleaze bags. Those aren't the guys in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of that of like, oh, we're gonna ty- we're gonna typecast or we're gonna telegraph the fact that this guy's a shitbag. Oh, sorry, we don't normally <laughs> curse. You can bleep that if you want. <laughs> sorry, but um, yeah, I, that was that was something about it that I really like. And her performance is great. She's good. She's you know she's got to go through a ton of gears throughout the movie because it's again it's all you know there's a lot of it, it changes and it, it, it the and sometimes she can turn on a dime in a scene, which I thought was really great too in her performance where sometimes she's like, Nope. And then I got to immediately have another emotion and it's, mm-hmm. it's well done. Her, her ability to just quickly change. But yeah, Alison Brees in it. Um, uh, Clancy Brown plays her dad. Jennifer Coolidge plays her mom. Highly recommend it. It was really good. I'll give it a B plus. Okay. No A's, huh? No, the only A that I was Tootsie. Tootsie got an A. That's right. Tootsie, my fault. I did <laughs> Tootsie got Tootsie. an A. Yeah. All right. Next, I watched The Cooler. It was another movie that I like. I kind of a smaller movie that I'd wanted to watch forever, um, and, I, and it happened to be on. You know, when I was scrolling through stuff, I'm like, "Oh, cool! I'll, I'll DVR that and watch it." Um, anyone familiar with this movie at all? I am not. That's uh, no, Will H. Macy, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know of it. I just never saw it. All right. So it's set in Vegas, right before all of the the turn away from like the mobsterish is 
like stuff in Vegas and like being like a casino for, for, for people that want to get, you know, spend their money and, and gamble and get drunk. And, you know, it's a little before, before it becomes a lot more family, quote unquote, before you have like the, like the, the, was it treasure Island or like the, whatever the bigger casinos are, they wouldn't all the casinos get torn down and basically they get built mm. back up as like other things, all the old, like the, the sands and all that stuff. The old days are going away in Vegas. They're going through a transition and that's the backdrop of the movie. What the movie's actually about is William H. Macy is a cooler, meaning he's kind of a schlub. It's that line from, we talked about before, Zach, the, the, the Louis de Palma line of, uh, what's a, a, a shlemiel is the person that spills their, or, or uh, spills their soup. And then the other thing is the, 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 the loser. Shemazel. The shemazel is the one that gets the soup spilled on. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's this guy. That's the, that's <laughs> this guy. But he's he's a cooler. When the table's getting too hot, when a person's getting too hot at a table, he just walks over and like you know taps him on the back and be like, "Hey man, that a great job," or you know just talks to him and then throws the rhythm off because of like his bad luck powers, and then instantly the person starts to lose. So you, and you find out that um, Alec Baldwin basically has had him in house because he owes him money and he's working off this debt, and then Maria Bello is a cocktail waitress who they sort of hit it off and they get together and it's about him trying to turn his luck around while at the same time, you know, there's all this stuff going on with them trying basically breathing down um, Alec Baldwin's neck about changing the casino to be more quote unquote, like family friendly. And it's, it's funny and it's, you know, it's dark in places and it's, um, uh, the performance is really good. Everyone in it's awesome. You know, it's one of those m- movies I'm like, oh yeah, this is why I love William H. Macy because he's great and he is great <laughs> in it. Um, highly recommend this one if you haven't seen it. Again, there's one of the things where a lot of people that, are, that you've seen and other things pop up. Like um, Paul Sorvino is in it in a role that like I'd never, I'd never seen Paul, Paul Sorvino see, play anything like that. That's a name you don't hear every day. No. <laughs> no, I mean, I was thinking again when I was watching The, the Many Saints of Newark, I thought, oh, yeah, this, what this needs is a Paul Sorvino type. And then there was Paul Sorvino right. in the cooler. <laughs> I haven't heard him on here since our Rocketeer episode. Right. Go right. get him, kid. Go get him, kid. Yeah. So, yeah, Paul Sorvino's in it. And like I said, he's, he's, he's not the heavy. It's just that's why I was kind of like, oh, well, that's a, you know, it's a, it's, and he's, you know, he's good in it too. So, yeah, I would recommend mm-hmm. it if you get it, if you're looking for a, a smaller movie about, you know, two people, you know, basically, people trying to turn their terrible luck around. So, and I would give that one, um, a minus. All right. So back in the a okay. category. Yeah. Really enjoyed that one. Made some good picks. It sounds like everything. Oh, yeah. you I mean, there, was nothing, there was nothing that was like, I, that was that I, by the end of it, I'm like, what the hell am I doing this for? Um, right. all right. So I watched, <laughs> this is the one that's, that's that, that I thought was like, I thought I was going to hate, but I watched, I finally watched Joker. <laughs> finally sat down and watched it okay and i didn't hate it i did not hate it mm-hmm. i really didn't right. um i think for it doesn't i don't think it does a great job of capturing the time frame it's supposed to be and i think it does a good job yeah i like the look of mm-hmm. it like i think visually it's shot well and i think it's really you know for, for they make a good attempt at trying to get you to think it's a certain other time and but it doesn't, I don't think it works quite as well as I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's great. I got to say, I liked his performance quite a bit. Um, and he okay. being um, Joaquin Phoenix, right? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix. This, he, I thought he was really good. Um, the story makes some choices that I wouldn't make necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's some points in it where, where I, I think um, they try a little too hard to ground it in reality. Mm-hmm. Has everyone else seen it? Who else has seen it? I've seen it. I still haven't seen it, but I got that I got that sense even from the trailers. I'm just like okay. Like yeah. uh, uh I don't I don't I don't know that there's much appetite for that. But okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I it's the, like I said, I don't want to spoil anything if you haven't seen it, if you're gonna watch it at some point. It's worth watching. Mm-hmm. But I also felt like I said, there's things about it where I go, mm, I wouldn't have done that. And and from a from a greater sense of um, like I don't think it, it it's a fine Joker movie if Batman doesn't exist, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know if you're right. if you're not planning to have anything happen with the Waynes, <laughs> then I'm then I'm perfectly fine with it. Um, mm-hmm. but again, there's another one with Zazie Beats is in it. Um, Robert De Niro's in it. Um. Oh, the main thing about the, the the main issue I had with it, and maybe it's just me because I've read so many, you know, read and, and watched and and played so many things that have the Joker in it. Nothing about it surprised me. 
Not yeah. at all. Like any of the stuff that uh-huh. you're supposed to be like <gasps> in horror of. Right. I'm like, well, yeah, he's the Joker. Like, why would I be, right? you know, <laughs> right? Like, why? Of course, he's the Joker. He's going to do something. He's not going going too far. I've seen this stuff before. Right. Like, right. This, is on, uh, this is on par with some of the stuff that he's done <laughs> elsewhere. So why would I be surprised that that's what he's doing? So, yeah. Um. All in all, I'd, I'd give it a ah, B minus. Like yeah. I said, again, it's it's well acted. It's well shot. Um. Mm. I just think that it, it's, it's, a, it's a movie that you know, wants to be so much more than it is. And it is just what it is. Right. So, right. That's kind of my, my thoughts on it at the time. I'm like, it's, it's definitely, I mean, it's well made. I enjoyed it enough. It's, it's choices are safe though. Um, mm-hmm. Much safer than it thinks it is. I think yes. like, it could have made much more daring choices because yeah. watching it, not just like what you were talking about, like the, the actions he takes, but just a lot of it. I, I remember not being surprised by no. anything in the movie. I was like, everything yeah. went where I expected. And yep. that's, that's where I felt some drawbacks for it. And the other, and the other thing being is, I guess if, if you, there's moments in it where I, that are lifted straight from other things. <laughs> right. That are mm. not done in the way that some things are done. It's not fan service. It's just like, well, of course this is what, you know, what he's done in other situations like this. Mm. Uh-huh. So that was the other thing about it where I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not, again, I am not surprised this was the outcome because that's what he did in elsewhere. So it's like, you just picked and chose what you wanted and reshuffled <laughs> it. And then here's his origin. Right. So, yeah, I still want to check it out, but it's like, um, you know, it's one of those things I've heard. It's reviewed very, very well from people that don't read comics. Yeah. I guess the people I know that, that are in the comics and into the characters and stuff like that. Like it's what you guys are saying. Yeah. yeah. Basically, you know, yeah. So would you say B minus? Yeah, I give it B minus. Okay. It's not terrible. It's just not, it's just not, it's not great. And it thinks far too much of it, far too highly of itself. <laughs> that's, right. That's the other thing. I'm like, no, I, I, I get you're being lofty and you think you're being lofty, but really, like I said, it's a reshuffle on a lot of stuff that, that's already been out there. So. Well, before we move on really quick, I want to remind the listeners that if you like the show, you can check out all of our episodes on YouTube and let me know how it is.com. Just please, however you find us, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. And finally, if you want to suggest a topic, send it our way on Twitter or in the comments. Our Twitter handle is our show's initials, L-M-K-H-I-I. All right. What do you got next? Uh, Next, I watched, uh, this is my fourth Western. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Seeing a pattern. Which again, I did not, you know, if you told me, like, pick the genre you think you're going to watch the most. And like, I wouldn't have picked Western. I just really didn't think it would be it. But yeah, I watched uh, I watched Three Ten to Yuma, the two thousand seven one. Ooh, I like that. I love that movie. Okay. That's a good movie. That's a great movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. I really like the movie. It's got one of your guys in it. It's got uh, Alan Tudyk in it. And I had no yeah. idea. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, yeah. you said that Clifton. I had no idea that he was in it. I was like, oh look. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you had seen that movie. That's why. Oh no, 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 never seen That's it. That's a great movie. I, yeah, it's been on my, again another one that I'm like I should watch it at some point. And some point was you know recently, so I finally got to watch it. It is great. It's very well done. Um, and it's a remake. Yeah. That's the other thing. Has yeah. anyone seen this one or the, I mean, well, I know you saw this one, but has anyone seen the original? I think we've all seen this one. I've not seen the original. Yeah. Neither have I. 1957. Clifton and I saw this, I think, in the theater when it came yeah. out. Yeah. We did. Yeah. yeah. The performances are strong in it. I mean, everyone, you know, Russell mm-hmm. Crowe's really good in it. Christian mm-hmm. Bale's really good in it. Um, Tudyk is good. Ben Foster. Ben Foster is ben great. Ben Foster. Mm hmm. Um, who's the, who's Charlie, the, the, the guy that basically is the second in command for, for Ben Wade's gang. What's his name? You talking about Ben guy? Foster, Charlie Prince? Is that it? Yeah. Okay. That's Ben Foster. Okay. That's what I was thinking. Mm. Yeah. Like the menacing one. Yeah. The one that, yeah. the one that, yeah. The one that basically, you know, shows him the, yeah. Well, I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it. Right. Right. But basically it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, um, Christian Bale's a rancher. He's got a family. The railroad's breathing down his neck. Cause they're going to, they're going to basically bulldoze him and get him out of his place and they're threatening him. And then Russell Crowe's like an outlaw, blows the town, makes a mistake, gets caught. And then it's basically, they got to get him, you know, there's the, you know, it's that moment of like, they keep saying the title over and again, you know, they're, they got to get him on the train of 310 to Yuma. Um, <laughs> they said it. Yeah. Right. They're just saying the name. <laughs> and then it's a matter, yeah. it's a matter of whether actually going to get him on this train or not. Right. So, um, but yeah, it's great. It's a really good movie. Um, I don't know much more to say about it without spoiling anything. So this was <laughs> Christian Bale back in his heartthrob days, which a lot of people forget about. 
I remember. I remember I was talking to, I was at dinner with a group of friends and I was, I was like, you know, what movie are you guys going to go see later? I was like, I'm going to see 310 to Yuma. And, and she was like, she was like, Ooh, like I really like Christian. (laughs) It's just, it's just funny to me to like, you know, like my wife, for example, like has no recollection of like Christian Bale, like being like handsome. Oh yeah, <laughs> and stuff. And I'm like, really? Like, well, I mean, that's like before, like the mach- like it's before the machinist and all that stuff, where he's like dropping weight, yeah. and gaining weight, and dropping weight, and yeah. gaining weight, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or even the fighter, where he's just like emaciated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, no, everything's good. I mean, it's, it's a good solid. You know, it's a good solid. Um, you know, basically, they you know, it's a game of of back and forth of morals and character, and it's great. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. So I I would give that one a I'd give that one an A minus. I don't know how much better it could have been, but oh wow, I really liked it. I was again, it was my wife. Yeah. My wife at one point was doing stuff, you know, in and out of the room, and she's like, "I've seen this. Why have you not seen this?" And I was like, "I don't know. I just <laughs> right. never got around to watching it." So, but yeah, I enjoyed that. There's definitely moments I remember where it's like they need to break Russell Crowe's hands, like <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, right, yeah. They need to, like, take two rocks. Yeah, yeah <laughs> they need a better town. system. Yeah, they needed a much better system <laughs> with Russell Crowe. Um, but, uh, yeah, other than that, I've, I had one other movie that was not on my list that I thought we could get to real quick. Mm-hmm. And the last one that I watched, I watched was, I watched Freaky. Okay. <laughs> that was yeah, one of my the, recommendations. Yeah, yeah, yes, it was. The representations. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Um, and it's a take on the old body swap. Mm-hmm. Um Mm. Um, and, and this one, um, it's Millie, right? Millie's a girl's name. Right. Played by Catherine Newton. Yes. Played by Catherine Newton. Um, there's a serial killer loose played by, um, Vince Vaughn. Mm-hmm. That's not, a, that's not, you'll, you'll find that out immediately. So it's not a, it's not a shocker, a spoiler. Um, <laughs> but through the, through, through the magic of a, of a ritualistic dagger, they switch places. And freaky friday it's, it's freaky, freaky friday, friday but it's in with the body of a serial killer and 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 a, and a teenage girl and basically right. um if they don't reverse things in 24 hours they're going to be stuck in each other's bodies right and it's awesome <laughs> it's so good <laughs> it's a terrifically fun movie like don't get me wrong it's a horror movie like there are elements right. of it like that will make you shirk back and be like oh god but it's fun it's 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 yeah it's sweet it's got there are little night, little little nods of thing in it that that I thought were that were that were clever. Like, um, um, just if you're watching it without spoiling it, just pay attention to what the 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 title of the 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 wine the wine company that her mother the wine that she drinks <laughs> the bottle. I thought that was really cute and clever. Um, but yeah, it's a great movie. Like, uh, it's like I said, it's the two of them. I was not familiar with pretty much anybody else in it. I know that um, Al- Alan Ruck plays the the Alan Ruck Cameron. From Ferris Bueller, <laughs> right. you know, plays. Yay! Yeah, he's awesome, but he's good. <laughs> yeah. Plays the the shop teacher in the so. Yeah, most of the others are are younger, up and coming actors, actresses that haven't been in a whole lot yet. Okay. The only uh, looking at the listing, the only one that I recognize, you remember a character named Evan? Who's Evan? Oh, is that I, Mitchell Hogue? Yeah. Yeah, it is Mitchell Hogue. Yeah. He's in the opening scene when they first find the the. The device, oh, the, de- the, the oh, artifact. The, yeah. Right, right. He's the the blonde guy. He's from uh, Peacock's Saved by the Bell reboot, and he's fantastic oh. in that. Yeah, okay, he's cool. fantastic in that. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, I'll it's a small look, part. Have... It's an opening scene small part in, in this oh, film. okay. Yeah. Okay. But yes, I enjoyed Freaky. Freaky was a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, like, one of the fun things to me is that, like, everything about Catherine Newton's character, Millie, like, mm. if this is a slasher film, and if, if it wasn't a freaky Friday body swap, she would be the final girl. Like she is the final girl of a slasher film for sure. Until she gets swapped (laughs) to become, (laughs) to become the slasher. Right. And, uh, this one is directed, written and directed by the same guy, by the same guy who did, um, happy death day and Mm. happy death day Two, which are both very fun movies, uh, where they also took, that's a groundhog day that they turn into a slasher film in Ah, both cases. And there is a, a fan movement to do a shared sequel called Freaky Death Day of mm. the two of these that I'm in cool. favor of. I'm part of that fan movement. So. <laughs> You're with, it, with that <laughs> yes, movement? I'm with right, that. Very good. Okay. I've not seen Happy Death Day, but I, would, I definitely want to check it out now. So after watching Freaky, I thought, I thought it was really good. I enjoyed it quite a bit. 
And that's it. That's all the things that I watched. Right. Oh, I'll give it, I'll give it, it a grade. Okay. I'll give it a grade. I'll say it's a um, solid B plus A minus. Okay. Right, in the, right in between the two. Yeah. Very nice. Okay. Yeah. No, this is a fun episode. Yeah. I talked a lot. I like doing this. This is cool. <laughs> yeah. This is, like you said, like there was, you know, we we didn't really have to prep anything for this. Like this is, no. this is, this is what we would be doing if we were hanging out. <laughs> right. We're just hanging out. I'd be like, right? I watched you know? all of this. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. So, you know, m- maybe we'll dust these off, uh, you know, again, if, if, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know for whatever reason, mm. <laughs> you know, hopefully not, hopefully not surgery. No, hopefully <laughs> again, not. but you know, <laughs> yeah, not for that, you know, but yeah, I mean, if we see, if we see an opportunity where we can do like one of these, like, you know, like what, what Tommy's been watching or what Clifton's mm-hmm. been watching, right. yeah. you know, sure. we, we'll dust it off because it, yeah. it was fun. Yeah. Um, as always, we'll post links and examples to everything we talk about on letmenowhowitis.com. Just please remember to like us and follow us on social media, and we will see you guys next time. 